This is the Frontier Podcast, powered by Gun.io, the engineer's choice for engineering talent. If you like what you hear, rate, review, and subscribe, and follow us on Twitter at The Frontier Pod. Tech Conference veterans Sarah Withy and Colin Dean join Ledge in this episode to talk about their combined dozen years of organizing tech conferences, what they personally get out of it, and the value the events provide when done well. We talked through all the stakeholder groups, how to take good care of them, and how to think about budgeting, speakers, and more. Colin and Sarah are two members of the Abstractions.io conference team in Pittsburgh coming up in August 2019, where over 2,000 software pros of all types will convene for learning, community, and more. Tickets are still available, so don't miss it. And don't miss this episode for some evergreen advice on running great conferences when you get the itch to start your own. Colin and Sarah, it is so cool to have you on. Thanks for joining. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks. If you don't mind, just uh, for the audience that doesn't know you guys, maybe uh, give a quick little intro one at a time there. Um, just one or two minutes about yourself, your background, and, and what brought you here. Sure. Um, my name's Sarah Withy. I'm a software engineer. I live in Pittsburgh. Um, I've worked on a variety of different jobs over the years, but presently I'm a director of programming for Abstractions Conference, which is a conference coming up in August. Um, it's going to be about 2,000 people, so that's mostly why I'm here today. But. Okay. I'm Colin Dean. Um, I'm also a software engineer and um, am, have been involved in conferences in Pittsburgh for um, many years. I think I'm coming up on seven years, but I've been running events in Pittsburgh for about 15 years. Um, got involved in Code and Supply in 2014 when it was just getting started. And I've been the right or the left hand of the man um, who runs it, depending on if I've asked for permission or not. Um, ever since. Excellent. Yeah. And so Sarah and I got to chatting in the, uh, I guess where the podcast cafe Slack group. So any of you podcasters out there who are, are doing the tech podcast thing, uh, certainly hit me up there because we have a great little group of, of slackers who, uh, are talking about podcasting. And, um, so we got to, to chatting around there and, we um, were chatting about uh, Sarah's work with the, the abstractions conference and she pulled in Colin. So, you know, I, I wanted to know, you know, Hey, what's, what's this all about? Um, you know, tech and, and software conferences kind of abound. So what's, what's the unique uh, look here? 2000 people is a lot, lots of engineers, uh, lots of cool stuff. Yeah. Just tell us about yeah, that. So we'll have, um, yeah, 2000 people uh, is our, is what we're planning for. Uh, this is the second year for abstractions. Our first year was 2016 where we had about 1700 people in total. Um, we'd been shooting for about 1500 that year. Um, the last, uh, 2016 had, um, about 115 talks this time. We'll have more than 150 and, um, we're, we're multidisciplinary. So we, we shoot for software folks, um, all over the stack, all over the process as well. So it's designers, developers, managers, CTOs, um, sometimes founders. We don't focus a whole lot on entrepreneurship, but um, it does come out. And uh, we also want to see people who are doing support, IT, you know, anybody who's interested in, in the process of producing software. And, and yeah. go, go ahead. 
Yeah, oh, cool. I was going to say, we've been working on the schedule for the past like week or two. And um, I can say there's definitely a wide variety. Every day is going to have, you know, a whole bunch of developer talks, a whole bunch of designer talks, DevOps talks. So we do have a really, really good variety. Um, and those sessions are online now, so you can go check out what we have. And that's abstractions.io? Is that yes. right? Yes. No, good, good guess. Um, or good memory. Um, yeah, so we were talking off mic about, you know, I zoom out for a second, you know, like uh, conferences, right? There's conferences all over the place. And, you know, like there's so many stakeholder groups, you know, and I'm interested in being, being someone that kind of thinks about, you know, the, the business side, you know, of all these things. I mean, you've got sponsors, attendees, you know, speakers. And I mean, like I've, I've realized in my time, you know, kind of dancing around the edges of, of DevRel and, and speakership and podcasts and events that, you know, there's just so much going on there and how all those work together. I'd love if you would, you know, kind of tell that story a little bit, take us behind the tech conference curtain. Cause okay. I just think it's so, interesting. So um, the first and most obvious stakeholder is attendees. Um, that's, you know, those are the people who are putting the, the bread on the table for the organizers, uh, depending on how much bread they're taking from the table and um, the people who are ultimately going to learn something and take that knowledge and do something with it. Um, those are the ones who are going to forge new friendships. They're the ones who are going to talk about you positively or negatively to your friends, family, social media, whatever. Um, the next, the next stakeholder group is, um, the second most obvious and that's speakers, uh, you gotta have some content to present and, um, regardless of how you get speakers, whether, you know, a conference entirely invites all of their speakers themselves, or they go through a CFP process, um, you know, treating speakers well is, uh, and it's an important thing because they're the people who, that your attendees are coming to see ultimately is as the producer of an event, it's incumbent upon you to decide what the um, what the shape of that event is going to be and um, choosing excellent speakers, choosing excellent content um, is ultimately what's going to make or break the event. Um, I think our, our next group worth talking about is sponsors. Um, the the Abstractions and most code and supply events account for anywhere from about 15 to 25% of our budget comes from sponsors. Um, sponsors are oftentimes wanting to sell to developers. So a, a company like uh, GitHub or GitLab that's wanting to um, approach developers and their teams about using their services. Um, the other the other group is companies that are recruiting. Oftentimes, companies that are recruiting are local to where the conference is being held. Although, with the expansion of um, remote engineers and designers and other employees over the last about five years, um, we've seen a little bit of outreach from companies that are headquartered literally anywhere in the world who might be interested in recruiting at at events um, in Pittsburgh and beyond. And there's always the there's always sponsors who are are just wanting to get their name out there. They're wanting to be seen a little bit. We get a few of those um, per per event, and they're generally smaller shops that uh, maybe don't have an interest. You know, they wouldn't re- derive value from um, from having a table or having a talk. Hey y'all, sorry for interrupting. It's Faith over at Gun.io. We love putting this podcast together for you all. Actually, a lot of the guests and the topics are inspired by the engineers who are in our community. So if you don't know what we do, we actually provide the easiest and the quickest way to meet and hire senior U.S.-based engineering talent. 
So if you've ever thought about maybe hiring or freelancing with us, just give us a shout over at gun.io slash podcast. All right, I'll let Ledge take over again. Enjoy the rest of the show. So you guys have done this a lot, right? Like over the years, you know, I'm just just curious what what you've learned. I as a person is sort of like a, you know, an activator, right? I love starting things. I love doing community things. You know, it it pops into my head here and there like, oh yeah, we should do a conference or we should do an event. And, you know, I just wonder like what are the, the personal motivations and lessons learned, you know, from, from doing this? Because I suspect that it is the kind of thing where, you know, each year you go like, that was awesome, but I'm freaking exhausted and, you know, I need to take a little break. So I sort of feel like I accidentally got into it. I went to a, um, women in competing conference in 2011. And one of the main organizers of that was one of my teachers at the time. And she was like, Hey, you know, we need a website person. Would you want to work on our next one? And so I ended up starting out as a web person for their next conference, but I sort of ended up becoming like one of their like six chair people of the whole event. And yeah, it was definitely exhausting, but it was really cool to be able to have sort of an impact on all the attendees, especially since it was very much geared towards um, students and women in computing. So I stayed involved with them up until I moved out of the city that we were in and I moved in Pittsburgh. Um, But happened to know Justin, who's one of the Code and Supply organizers. Um, I met him once, coincidentally, at a conference in St. Louis. And we kind of became buds. We talked on Twitter every so often. And then uh, I ended up landing the job in Pittsburgh and then I moved here and almost immediately Colin and Justin were both like, come, come do things, do things. And, um, uh, Artifacts was a conference we ran last year. And I think it was within about two weeks that the event happened that I moved there and then immediately was in the event. Um, so I kind of helped them out around the edges with that, uh, and ended up being the MC for that event because, um, just it, we sort of needed a person to kind of guide along the single track event. So that was kind of fun. And yeah, it's definitely exhausting, but I see, um, I guess for me, I get a lot of energy back from it, knowing that a lot of people get invigorated after a conference. They kind of, you know, sometimes work gets really boring. It gets monotonous. You're just like, eh, whatever. I don't like my job anymore. I don't like my career anymore. But I think conferences, at least for me, help sort of excite that back, kind of refresh me on the newest things going on, kind of remind me of why I really like software development in the first place and why I want to keep doing it. And sort of kind of refreshes me a bit from new content and visiting people I've met again and um, just kind of re-excites me. It's like the IRL, you know, community element is is critically important to that excitement. And so, you know, I, I know my own work in sort of nonprofits and events, you know, it's, it's very, um, it's rewarding from, a from just like a, a different dimension of my brain, you know, that like it feels like a break, but it's like a really, it's a hard work break. And you do see that difference in the people that you, you kind of impact and the relationships that you develop. I don't know, Colin, you, what do you have to add to that? Uh, that's exactly what I feel after it. Um, I know after I go to conferences, I, I've always felt incredibly energized. I, I distinctly remember the feeling that I felt after coming home from my first um, tech conference, uh, which is Ohio Linux Fest in 2007, I think. 
And I was so empowered, so enabled, so um, um, encouraged to go forth and do some awesome stuff by the, the last speaker who's uh, Mad Dog Hall um, that like, I just wanted to go home and just like, you know, hack the planet or something like it's just so, <laughs> it's so, so um, inspiring um, and encouraging to see like, Hey, here are these, here are, here's this world of people who are interested in doing this thing. No, no, that was, that was um, what, 12 years ago now. Um, the sphere of social media has changed things considerably. Uh, the world is you know, a lot smaller. I'm using air quotes there. Um, the, um, so I, I can interact with those kinds of people a lot easier online, but, but there's still no replacement for the feeling of, of talking to people and hearing what they have to say, um, talking to people who've been around for a long time and you wouldn't otherwise know that they've been around for a long time were it not for a little bit of gray hair and you know, the um the information that you can get from from people who've been around as well as people who are brand new you know i, I had i was at ohio linux fest in um 2017 i presented there and um i i had this wonderful conversation with a kid who was um still in college he was going to uh, osu for computer science and just to hear what he was talking about, what he was interested in, gave me a whole bunch of different things that I wanted to go look up, you know, things that I'm, I've been in this industry now for you know, 12 years myself. I'm not going to ever know anything. Everybody brings something different to the table. Right. And, right. And you can't keep up with like all the things. So, right. you know, so. And, and to me, to me, going to conferences is like plugging your, it's like plugging into a different internet, plugging into a, a, a different matrix um, that's smaller, where there's a whole lot more signal than noise, and you know, um, expanding your bubble a bit, and some other you know um, cliche phrases, <laughs> but um, yeah, right. uh, the it, ultimately you're you're building knowledge and relationships with humans, and all the software that we're building is just meant to bring humans together. So if you can go a couple of times a year and commune with people in person. You know, you can gain a lot from it. There, there, there are things you're going to get from a conference that you will never, ever, ever get from social media. You know, no <laughs> doubt. I, I agree. Yeah. And it's it's just again, it's like that whole different um, feeling and community and, you know, all the, the stuff that happens. And, you know, you'll often find people that they they'll select a few speakers to go to, you know, but they like more often than not, they're there's a lot of folks that kind of stand in the hallway the whole time yeah. and just, you know, network and, you know, just hang out and, uh, or I only go to conferences for the stuff that happens after the conference. And, you know, um, I always feel bad for the speakers that are in the morning, but everybody makes that joke. So, uh, it's been kind of interesting cause really random situations have led me to meet friends that I still am in touch with today. Um, at that very first conference I went to, um, I didn't know anybody and had a question like as soon as I got there and I found one of the uh, volunteers and asked her a question and she led me around. She's like, oh, wait, you went to the same school I did. She had, Do you know so-and-so? And she ended up uh, showing me to a bunch of people. So I met some friends there that went to my school, but she and I ended up becoming best friends and I still talk to her and she just went with me to Oslo a few weeks ago, um, which is pretty awesome. Um, and then one person I met randomly at a conference in Baltimore, I think. 
um, she lives in Pittsburgh. And so we reconnected after I moved to Pittsburgh and we still hang out here. So um, I, I think the fact that we can sometimes meet like really random people that way and be able to connect with them like that. But also I think locally you have a certain bubble of people and being able to go to a conference puts you in a different bubble of people. Yeah. So maybe maybe a different bubble of people you don't know or, you know, just think differently. Slightly overlapping Venn yeah. diagrams. Right? <laughs> you know, it, it, so we're teasing everybody, you know, kind of going, I want to go now. This sounds awesome. You know, and uh, I, I noticed on your website, I thought this was really cool that, that you guys have like a little calculator sort of like, hey, you know, need to get your company to pay for your ticket. You know, here's how to um, justify the ROI, you know, I, I, I didn't, I didn't open the tool, but, you know, I kind of wondered, you know, what's, what's that about and uh, how should folks make that pitch? Like, please send me to a conference. You know, I think it would be great for our, you know, our company, but, you know, justifying the, the budget, not everybody can pay for this stuff, you know, out of their own pocket that it's pricey to get the tickets and the, the flights and everything. Yeah. So we, you know, on the, on the, on the price, we, we like to think that we are pretty much the, the least expensive or the, the most value for the dollar conference on the East coast of our size. You know, there, there are a few conferences of our size that are, are less expensive. Um, but they may be, you know, very sponsor heavy where sponsor it's, it's, it's basically sponsor messaging for the entire thing. Maybe they're maybe 75 to 50% of their budget is, is sponsorship. So therefore you're going to be advertised to for the entire conference. You are, you are the product type thing. Um, other other conferences, um, maybe they are, um, you know, pretty bare bones. Um, so their their costs are literally just just so that they just so the organizers don't go don't go bankrupt trying to throw the conference. Um, code and supply, we like to pay everybody who's involved something. Um, sometimes we're able to offer more to others than than we would like to. Sometimes we're still trying to find ways to increase what we are able to pay out. Um, we have um, this year. We decided to go with a pro ticket. Um, the pro ticket costs a little bit more. Um, there's a whole lot more benefit to it. I think we calculated that it's about two hundred two hundred dollars or more worth of value just derived from the things that we've included in the package. Um, and that pro ticket helps us um, support the the conference and support um, our, our our other programs that we do as a part of that. Um, one such thing is our, our scholarship fund, uh, talking about outcomes. Um, one gentleman got a, um, a really cool job after the 2016 event, and he was so impressed with our scholarship program that sent 57 people to the conference at little or no cost to them, um, that he gave us a massive donation to start this scholarship fund. So now we have a nonprofit organization, the Code and Supply Scholarship Fund, um, entirely separate um, from a, a, a business perspective, um, that, um, we are now, um, about two weeks away from our like absolute deadline for abstractions scholarships. And we've already given out more than $15,000 to more than I think 35 people, um, so that they can come and, um, come to the event, you know, for free or for very little. Um, we believe pretty strongly that nobody should be limited um, by their means or by their current situation, whether it be temporary, whether it be you know, permanent disability or just you know, age. Um, you know, we'll pay for retirees to come too. 
Um, we want everybody to come and have a seat at the table and have exposure to opportunities that can produce the kinds of outcomes that make people happy. You know, to see somebody who um, has been thinking about leaving the industry and the, you know, uh, their conference, the, the scholarship they get to a conference is kind of their last ditch effort to reestablish themselves in the, the tech community, you know, to rebuild their own confidence. They come, they get a job or they meet somebody who says like, oh, hey, yeah, let's go work on this project together. And they go do something cool and it reinvigorates their love for their craft and for their field. I've seen that happen a few times now. I've been in, I've been in, uh, interviewed by people that I've given scholarships to, um, that was, that was really cool to walk into an interview, um, a few months ago and be like, Hey, I know you, I give you a scholarship. I give you a scholarship right, five you, years ago. You, know, you probably made, right. It was like a big, you know, sort of investment yeah. in them, uh, where you can see that, you know, like you're right, that like maybe that's a fork in the road for somebody and just saying, you know, like I needed that extra boost. And uh, yeah, that's that's got to be super rewarding um, to do that. I love I love that you guys have that in play. Yeah. And you had asked, you know, what are some reasons we could, you know, talk to our managers and have them hopefully pay for a conference. And I think I've had managers in the past that look at it like, oh, you're going on a vacation to so-and-so. And I mean, you know, it is fun to get away, but it's not a vacation by any means. You know, you're, you're sitting in a room full of hundreds of other developers and you're learning, you know, it's like school in a way. It's, it's, I don't know that anybody would call school a vacation by any means. Uh, but, you know, when you, I kind of alluded to this before where you're, you know, you're in your work environment, you're usually working on the same things. You're, um, you know, sort of in this little bit of a bubble and you can learn new things through books. You can learn new things through videos or whatever, but I think there's something special about seeing something live, having somebody explain like, Hey, this is a new technology that does a cloud do that or whatever, and not just see an example of it work, but go up to the person who knows about this later and say, Hey, I was curious. Can you use it for this? What can you explain more about that? Can you um, go over your example real quick? And what happens if X, Y, Z happens? And I, I like that um, ability to, you know, sort of have that extra live. Benefit I just had a cat walk um, literally under her microphone and push the entire <laughs> thing up in her face. So those of you who are not on video, we're, we're just going to capture that moment because it was pretty awesome. She tried to keep a straight face, but. Um, I, so for those who don't see, I have two 15 pound cats. They're, they're very large. They're, the brothers. They're adorable. They, they love me to pieces. They love, they very much love being all over me. And so I have this microphone on a microphone arm. And so my cat just get up and like, I just want to rock in front of you. And <laughs> I'm kind of used to it at this point. Total loss of train of thought. Right. But you know, the audience. Yeah. I think it's a, like, one thing I want to throw in there. Like I've had managers who um, wanted to treat conferences as a reward. Like, Oh, we're going to, we're going to send you on this vacation or this, this, this reward for doing good work and it's a, it, it, that kind yeah. of things ends up being the carrot on the end of the stick. That's very difficult to reach. And then you know, they don't have the, the, that kind of manager doesn't expect you to get anything out of the conference. Maybe that's because their own perspective on mm -hmm. the conference is that it's a, it's just a party 
Um, maybe their own perspective is that they they expect people to go and listen to lectures and then promptly forget everything. You know, as, when I was a manager, mm-hmm. I required people to present on what they were learning from um, from the conferences that they were being sent to. I was just going to um, say that that it, that it's part right, of that, right? right? Bring it back, and I would say that. Uh, the first thing that, that strikes me is that, you know, if if you're going to invest in this, you don't send yeah, one you send person, you send a team because they can come back and you're, you're going to get not an additive effect, but you're really going to get like a, a multiplying effect, you know, that, that each person can now riff because the worst thing to do is come back with one person all jazzed up and everybody else is still yeah, all kind jealous, of, blah, blah, you know, like- you know, it, Especially for attractions right, right. when, when yeah. with with a little bit of sponsorship, a thousand dollar sponsorship, you can send a, pe- a team of eight people for I think it's under five thousand dollars, maybe a little bit over five thousand dollars, and we raised prices about two weeks ago. Um, but like if like if you can spend less than five hundred dollars a person to send your entire team on effectively a team building experience. That is a very cheap team building experience. Even if you only treat it from that, that's less than the cost of like an offsite airfare, you know? Well, and you're bringing back real knowledge on your engineering team. You know, let's not forget about that. But, you know, there's people are going to be able to do things to advance your product and your business. Yeah. I look at, I look at some of the stuff that I learned from a, a conference that I went to last January in January, 2018, how I took those ideas and implemented them and my, my then team, like there are things there that I would not have ever thought of that I then went and delivered business value for my company. And this was dark, like at the time I had a manager who was not really keen on conferences. And I don't know why he hired somebody who like, you know, runs conferences. Um, but <laughs> that's a, that's a story for another day. Well, and, and you talked about the signal and the noise. And I think that that's absolutely right. Cause when you have this sort of a lot of signal, then you can kind of go, look, you're not going to bring back everything you saw at 16 different talks and, you know, all this stuff. Uh, but there's going to be that one nugget somewhere that jumps out. I mean, even if it prompted you to read one book or become aware of one expert who posts videos about some, like anything, one little nugget there can make a huge difference for the difference, you know, for the business. And that is easy to justify that $5,000 spent. I mean, no question. Yeah, you're, you're basically paying to improve your team and to make better developers. And we know that the best developers are the ones that are interested in professional development. So if you have somebody who doesn't want to go to conferences or doesn't want to sponsor conferences, this is a major flag in your organization too. So Right. And you know, as, a, as conference organizers, it's incumbent upon us to make our event as approachable, inclusive as possible. You know, we, we offer childcare. Oh, that's we, super we, cool. We don't want people who have children to be excluded because the, you know, childcare is expensive. We know childcare is excruciatingly expensive. So if we can provide a, a relief from that for a couple of days, um, then uh, that can be the cost of a ticket, you know? I mean, can I send my kids and not me? Because that would be super cool. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> New feature. If you buy your kids a ticket, no. <laughs> I'll tell you that there are some other conferences, notably CodeMash, that has a, a, a dedicated kids program. Like that's that's absolutely yeah. outstanding. And that's an entire separate conference for like 700 kids. Yeah. That's I mean, how cool is that? Right. I mean, we, we all want our kids to learn how to code. I mean, this is, this is the thing. So, um, so yeah, before, you know, uh, before we go, you know, I wanted to give you guys a chance, you know, just direct pitch the conference, 
and and what you're looking for, if, you know, from attendees and ticket sales and and whatever, you know, throw throw it out there so we can make sure the audience is aware. Okay, um, we'll we'll do it from the top. Quick bullet points: abstractions.io is where you can see more information about the conference that is August 21 through 23, 2019 in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, not Pittsburgh, California, Pittsburgh with an H. And um, you'll be there with 2,000 or more of your newest friends, um, 150 presenters, um, people that you have almost certainly heard of, um, as well as some people that I'm absolutely overjoyed to have and will be fanboying like crazy whenever they get up on stage. Um, and Sarah's laughing because she knows exactly who I'm talking about. <laughs> and, um, you know, we've, we've got um, tickets start, I think, currently at 300. You can get a 10% discount if you buy multiples at a time. Sponsors get a 20% discount on tickets. We've got sponsorship packages that start at $1,000 and go all the way up to about $25,000. Um, we have a scholarship fund that we're super proud of, codeandsupply.fund. You can apply or donate there. Um, $350 is our average um, our average award. And so we, we can pretty rightfully say $350 can change somebody's life. They can set them down a new career path. It can set them um, down a more productive career path and a variety of other things too. So we very strongly encourage people to go check that out, at least learn about it, even if you don't apply or donate. Um, every little bit helps. We've currently got about a $12,000 deficit that we would love to have. Um, we'd love to have filled before the conference. Awesome. It sounds like it's going to be a great event. Sarah, you got anything to add there? I like that abstractions, like I've been to, I think as a conference speaker, I think I totaled it up. I've been to about 60 events and conferences over the years I've been speaking now. And I like abstractions because it's a little bit different in the sense that one, it's multidisciplinary. So it's not just developers. It's kind of the wide range of everything involved in the software process. But I like that we do a few other different things as well. So we have some activities that are going on throughout the day. Um, we, we've got everything from therapy dogs. We've had yoga for developers. We've had, um, we've got some other fun things going on. And as well as um, some talks that are kind of just for fun. Like some guy's going to do some live music coding, like, like generative music from that. We, we have oh, some... Wow really cool things um, going on there too. So I, you know, it's not just come and learn all the JavaScripts, you know, there's going to be a wide range. And I like that a lot of our talks are not just only, you know, all JavaScript all the time or all Python all the time, but we have a wide range of, you know, more abstract developer talks and more abstract things too. So you can Celebration learn software a lot of big picture as it. well That's as how specific we, how we build ourselves. And things we, too. we still, we still use that line from time to time. I like it a lot. Celebration of software and the people who make it. Absolutely. Love that. Love that. All right. Abstractions.io. We're going to get it out there make sure that uh, people are aware. And it's super cool to have you guys on and, and talk about this. You're obviously passionate about your, conference and community building craft as well as your software craft so a lot of fun and i'm glad to have you on thanks for listening to the frontier podcast produced by gun.io we're the only freelancing platform where engineers actually go to hire other engineers if you enjoyed the show and want to learn more about how to hire or freelance with us head over to gun.io slash podcast to get in touch and we'll pay for your first 10 hours with a kick-ass engineer
Thanks for listening to the Frontier Podcast produced by Gun.io. We're the only freelancing platform where engineers actually go to hire other engineers. If you want to learn more about how to hire or freelance with us, head over to Gun.io and get in touch. Let us know you heard the podcast and we'll pay for your first 10 hours with a kick-ass engineer.